Hey folks, Jeff Salzman here and welcome to The Daily Evolver. Today, I am happy to have as my guest, my old buddy and comrade in integral arms, Robert McNaughton. Hey, Robert. Hey, Jeff. So, so grateful to be back on the show. Yeah, man. You and I have known each other since I'm thinking 2003, 2004, right? Yeah, that's when I started working uh, at the Integral Institute in yeah. 2805 Broadway. I think we first started working with each other is when I started helping out at the seminars, clipping microphones. So I was that guy, you know, yeah, yeah. awkwardly clipping microphones on people in front of a crowd. Yeah. And of course, we were all just absorbing it all. And That's right. So, but what's actually probably most significant is that you and I are the proprietors of what I think is the largest uh, bricks and mortar devoted to integral centers on the planet. And, uh, you know, we both have stories from, you know, that adventure. Uh, yeah, I, and, I, yeah. I keep and, saying I'll be digesting these stories the rest of my life if I'm lucky. Yeah, exactly. And we're lucky to have done it. And, sure. you know, I mean, even though it's closed up now and it's, you know, it's going to be demolished and the world turns, yes. um, there's a lot that came out of it that is, continues to reverberate and is beautiful and good and true. So I, I'll just stop there and just, uh, you know, how do you see it? It's much fresher for you and how you doing? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a, a really unique phase of my life and I'm sure so many people have gone through career transition. Um, and for me, it's since I graduated from college, I haven't been in this space of, you know, really not knowing where my identity is and what I'm doing, but having really put my heart fully into my passion project to be letting that compost and, you know, fall apart and then opening the doors and not, Try, you know, taking a new job out of scarcity because I need the money and, uh, you know, holding out for what I want is, uh, I, I think it's a very sacred process. At least that's how I've been holding it. And um, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm starting to see the sunrise on the horizon of the next chapter of my life. Like I'm starting to feel the updraft of new creativity, which I'm, I'm feeling great about because it, it was getting dark there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're both in Boulder. And we just had this sort of cold spell and snow and stuff, and now it's sunny and beautiful and everything's green and it's great. And maybe that's a sort of an analog for what we're talking about here. Yeah, uh, exactly. I just sent out an email to the, the old Integral Center list saying, it's like, you know, I've just survived the nuclear winter of the closing of the center and now spring is, is coming. Yeah, yeah. So uh, give us an idea of where you're at in terms of, you know, what you gathered up and how you're taking it forward. Exactly. I mean, the great thing about deconstructing the project and re removing myself from it is it allowed me to actually take my skin out of the game, so to speak, and not have to be an integralist, integralist because it's my business. Like, I actually got to step back and be like, okay, you know, there's things I don't care about authentic relating and circling in that world for sure. And now, wait a minute, maybe I don't care about integral. Like I had the opportunity to actually make object of these, um, these topics and these spaces. And uh, I recommend that to anyone. If you're overly identified in, in, in any place, it can be healthy to step away from it if you can, if you can afford it. Um, and so in that process of stepping away, and I have to say, 
a lot of cynicism and bitterness and jadedness um, about the whole conscious enterprise and idealism in general. I've just like, you know, all the arrows in my back over the years have left me in a place of like just kind of poo-pooing anybody who believes in, you know, changing the world or something oh my like that. God. <laughs> But I, I'm, I can see it now in me. It's like I'm, I'm more optimistic. My energy is coming back. And so that's allowing me to come back and find the babies in the bathwater with authentic relating the relational intelligence work that, of course, was the, you know, the, the main tip of the spear that we focused on at the Integral Center and the evolutionary worldview and um, integral consciousness and all of that. And I'm, I'm really narrowing myself in of realizing that um, um, the pitfalls, the 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 disasters and dignities of the postmodern worldview is is how I'm most positioning myself and what I want to help the world with. Right. That's what I feel like I got the master's class in by yeah. running this right. center boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into all the gory details, I want to just set the context for what my goal is here. And that is to create an oral history of the Boulder Integral Center. And the Boulder Integral Center took shape in two forms. First was Boulder Integral, which was started 2006, 2007, and and then handed off to Robert McNaughton, who renamed it the Integral Center and ran it to 2019. And I'm going to do a dedicated part one episode with the original team that started Boulder Integral. Uh, But just to set the context, this was. The getting into 2006, and there was a group of us, Namali Pereira, Ross and Mary Hostetter, and Jason Lang, and we had all worked together in the Integral Institute, and we were dying to create an integral community and really just see what that could be. And we all had our ideas for what we would do with it, and we had a simpatico, and we met on my porch, and we started out doing a trial run where we rented a meeting room in the Millennial Hotel, if any of you maybe remembered, and we did what we called Integral Spiritual Sunday, which was kind of a Sunday service based on integral theory. And it was popular, it was good. So we managed to get a good deal in this church and we opened it up and uh, we did all kinds of programs. You know, Ross and Mary had their family vibe and Ross brought in the Integral Christianity series of programs and the community started around that. And Namali just created beauty everywhere she went in this old rundown church. I mean, and she and I were kind of, I was host, she was hostess, you know, and we sort of were the masterminds behind the, a lot of the programming. And, and then Jason who was just held that sort of masculine solidity of running the building, making sure everything worked, all the technology, and, you know, had his men's group. And, and then a lot of people in a sort of a larger circle who came in with their gifts. And it was really a lovely and magical time. And we were trying all sorts of things. And, you know, we had Ken Wilbur out. We had Steve McIntosh. We had um, many seminars of all sorts. But the flagship program, we called the Integral Incubator. And the idea was to come to the Integral Center with your project, you know, a book to finish, or you want to do music, or you want to start a business, or you're a consultant, or whatever it might be, and work with other integralists. 
Uh, so, you know, Namali had a team and Ross had a team and I had a team and we had other people. And we had, I don't know how many of those we did. Uh, I want to say a couple dozen. I remember incubating the Integral Center vision at one of the final. Oh, is that true? Yeah, that's 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 great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very successful for people. A lot of people came up with really cool stuff. So that worked. Uh, what didn't work was the other thing that I thought I wanted to do, and that was create a local community community center for integralists. Yes. So, uh, you know, open to the community. And I would argue that, you know, certainly there's a case to be made that Boulder, Colorado has the highest percentage per capita of integrally identified or integrally interested in or however you want to define it, people on the planet. And, and it's true. There were people, a lot of people here who really got really interested in it. But what there also was, was people who just wanted a community center. And they were, you know, they wanted to yoga, they wanted to do stuff, they wanted to meet friends, they wanted to just be there, uh, but they weren't interested in integral. And in fact, they had allergies to integral. And they had the standard green allergies that green has to integral, which is what are you talking about with all these maps and hierarchies and, you know, forget it. And um, so, you know, I'm at this point, kind of like, I don't know what to do. So I can run an integral center where, I mean, I'm sorry, I can run a community center and I could do integral things. But do I, how much energy do I want to put into that? Is that my life's calling? And I finally came to the conclusion that it wasn't. And so after those number of years, yes. uh, and a lot of karma that was, you know, burned and created yes. uh, that I'm proud of. Uh, <laughs> grateful for it, all that good stuff. But, you know, that phase was done. And part of it is what you just said about yourself is that there's a new world of how to reach people online that yes. is, in my case, very well suited to me because I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to get dressed from the waist down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know and to think that uh, what was i thinking a guy like me starting a community center please totally. i was completely defenseless against these people who came in with their own agendas and i don't even blame them i mean that's right i would too uh but i had nothing you know i there there are guys who could knock heads and you know who could just make demands and i probably should have had some screening system whatever but bottom line is I'm not the guy to be running a community center. So, you know, just in terms of temperament, I'm an Enneagram five through and through. There, right. Know. So anyway, <laughs> that's my story in a nutshell. And so I was just going to close it and sell the building and whatever. And Robert McNaughton comes along, who I've been in touch with because you're working with Integral Life at this point. That's right. Yep. And we're doing stuff together. And you say, let me try. And so uh, we, 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 I think we established that that was 2011. That yeah. was eight long years ago, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you say the, um, you know, the karmas that were, you know, burned and created uh, and, and proud of that. It's like the Henry the Five, you know, soliloquy. It's like, you know, we will roll up our sleeves and show the scars of, and on St. Crispin's Day, you know, it's like, I, I will wear these scars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, as my plan, at least um, now that I'm, you know, not complaining about it as much. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so j- just for clarity there, uh, I, I had met my business partner, Decker Kunov, at that time, who was doing the relational work in um, the San Francisco Bay Area. And we kind of met halfway, and he was wanting to serve a more uh, intellectually sophisticated audience. He wanted to work for the integral world. And I wanted more community of practice. I wanted more like, let's live and breathe this stuff. And and we met halfway and discovered we had the shared values. And then it just, um, you know, synchronistically, um, the, you had been, you put the, the building up. And I think we had already by that point or around the same time, we hosted the first integral circling event at Boulder integral, the first Alethea. And it was remarkably successful. Um, you know, I was hoping for 10 people, like 48 showed up. And so the writing was on the wall. I was like, okay, something wants to happen here. And so I remember actually, I think when first I contacted you, you were like, yeah, buy the building if you want it, you know, da 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 da. But then, then we invited you, Namali actually invited you to a circling thing and you got to get a closer taste. And, uh, and we were like, come on, you still want to foster the integral vision. <laughs> so. I know, I know. And I did. I, 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 I thought what you were doing was great. And I was happy to be part of it in that way. As long as I didn't yeah. have to show up much. I mean, I, I just, I want to pause for a second and just acknowledge that you created a business. And a business that was making money. And that, in the consciousness world, deserves note. It's hard to do. Thank you. Yes, it was not an inherited wealth business uh, like many in Boulder. <laughs> it was yeah. the boot, and I think actually I credit the the bootstrapping business model of being uh, uh, taking a large part of our success in that we had to put on events every weekend. We had to have all these different uh, revenue models going on um, to you know to pay the bills, and that's what I think grew the. The circling movement in such an effective way and and all of that so you know i'm a believer in in business as a driver of a positive impact um and so, so yeah i was just going to say describe circling this is sort of the uh the, the calisthenics of what it is you're doing uh this relational work yeah and, and this is a great topic to to spend a little time on because i think it, it's emblematic of the dignities and disasters of postmodernism, which is what I'm more passionate about now. Um, and that I, 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 to this day, believe that practices like this, and what I call integral circling, as you know, separate from just circling in general, people have been sitting in circles for a long time. I do believe it is a trim tab for integral consciousness, that it is like a tip of the spear practice that allows people to meet other perspectives at whatever place they're at. In a, in a way that encourages development, not to mention sincerity, empathy, all those great things. And so the practice itself, it, it is a formal practice. It is a form that's invoked by a facilitator and is basically applied medi- uh, meditation, applied mindfulness to what it's like being in, in contact with each other and using our words and, and all of those things. And so the, the primary um, tool is bringing attention to the present moment. Uh, like if we were circling here, it would be like being with you, Jeff. I'm, I'm noticing that like, uh, I mean, I'm just noticing that like my, my care for you as a friend and colleague, you know, brother in arms over these years and getting to have this conversation with you feels like a, like a Christmas present that's been sitting under the tree for a long time that I've been looking forward to open. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so no, that. 
that's circling, you know, in a sense, that's the energetic. It's just like sincerity with human beings is on the menu. You can have it whenever you want and it can be learned. Yeah. And yeah. circling, that's what we were teaching. Um, that's the dignity side of it. I would say the disaster is that it is it is just rife with the potential for indulging our hedonistic in the moment feeling based impulses. Uh, that uh, obviously yeah. that makes sense, but I have to always check myself because I riff about this stuff a lot. Yeah, well, the, the the actual process is you'll have a group of people sitting in a circle, and we're talking a circle of what eight to twelve, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, six to eight, ideally, but all sizes can work. Okay, okay. Then there's somebody who is in charge of the circle, and then there's somebody who is sort of up the the person who is doing the work of the circle that the circle is supporting, and. That is the person for whom there is real-time feedback and yes. real-time observation. And, you know, we're, we're constantly just trying to windshield wiper away all sort of conditioned mind and, and, and to be in the moment with this person as they're sort of working out their thing. And because of our doing that, they have uh, added wisdom and juju yeah. and... and and beautiful things happen and they do. Yes. And they get fire hosed with perspective about what it's like, you know, it's kind of, geez, I wonder if I have a booger on my face. Would anybody tell me if I did? Well, this is the opportunity to share with each other, but we're not dissecting frogs here. The context of integral circling is, is love. Like we're doing this in service of you. And so everything is offered, even difficult feedback you know, in creating a, a container for it, it gives extra resource. So these things aren't just thrown off by the side um, in ways that they won't land appropriately. You know, they're delivered well with a facilitator who's trained in how to do this. And and once again, that's 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 it at, at its best. And um, once again, I say this is integral circling. Integral circling means that there is a facilitator there. And the best way I say that the facilitator's job is, is the facilitator's job is to set a context for the circle and to keep the circle aligned with that context. Yes. That's, yep. that's really it. They're not the authority on truth. They're not the guru, da, 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 da. But there is a hierarchy of who's responsible and accountable for the context being held. That's the problem. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's the, yeah. that's the, the rigor. Yeah. And, uh, and, the the you know po postmodern uh, sensibility is is already offended in a way exactly. by that and and doesn't want to be subject to that. So exactly, and you know, so th th that's you know you're just really always dealing at that level somehow, right? Yeah, exactly, and 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 um, consistently, and that's what my main takeaway wholesale for running the integral center was that um, not only is integral relevant, um, if, if it's not brought with utmost rigor of development and, and teaching it, um, it will get destroyed by green. The green is insidious and, you know, the green, this postmodern worldview, but the, the need to deconstruct anything that looks like oppression, anything that could someone saying, oh, you're more this than someone else. Because that's oppressive. 
Right. We, we can talk more about that, um, you know, as we, as we wheeled around it, but you know, the thing is with circling now, now circling, it's like yoga, like there's circling everywhere and you don't know what you're going to get. And a lot of it is like, there isn't a facilitator because, Oh, who am I to say, we don't want that power game happening. So we just get in the space and let it happen. And that can be interesting and entertaining depending on who's there but most of the time devolves into just like oh my god what is happening here like lowest well, common denominator yeah uh, i've been in circles like that that basically just in my experience become frozen nobody wants to say anything and so you yeah. sit in this frozen silence i mean and 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 that's one version of this this function that happens that's right yeah not, they're they're not they're not only safe, not safe enough to like go deep and allow for chaos to actually become alchemical. Um, they're not even safe enough to like have normal social etiquette <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's just like captive audience of the worst kind. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of that out there. Um, and you know, that's why I think it's important to keep teaching integral circling and, 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 and celebrating development of facilitation, facilitative integrity, um, all of those things. Yeah. And, um, and this, so therefore the good relational intelligence that's possible, that's on the menu can be, can be gleaned. Yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, we, we want to create systems where people know what they're opting into and we have people opt into them, you know, who are willing to play by the rules and to, you know, work with the hierarchy and see the, the value in that. Because I have been, like I said, in both kind of circles, but the couple circles where it, they were well facilitated, it was magical. I mean, there was liftoff for people. So there is an integral, and, and, and it felt integral. It felt like that kind of space where there was the wisdom of all participants was somehow there, and there was a transparency, and there was a good heart, and, um, you know, boy, it's delicious. The good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. I think naturally a lot of people are attracted to that rigor um, for their own development. Totally. But most people aren't. And maybe of a, if from an ageist perspective or something, you know, there's there's either just stage of development or age. Um, but most of the audience that came to the Integral Center were not interested in the sitting meditation happening, you know, early in the morning and sitting still and shutting up. They were not interested in that heady Ken Wilber, you know, get out of your head, man. You're, you know, too abstract. You know, they didn't want that. They wanted the gritty, sensational, yummy, yep. um, in the moment thing. And I, I, obviously I'm being totally patronizing right now to make a point, but I get it. And I, I, I am there in many ways. I've been there. Um, but it's like if, if it's going to be sustainable, if it's going to actually go in the direction of the goodness, truth, and beauty that I want, the, the rigor needs is what should be held sacred. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Please. So how do we do that? <laughs> well, well you know, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say I could think of some examples of how it didn't work. And this is where you get the guru who knocks heads and kicks ass and takes names and, you know, nice. creates that kind of thing where it's my way or the highway. There's an upside to that. You know, everybody, you do get the people on the same page and, and actually good things can happen. We've seen it sure. in our community and communities peripheral to us. But yes. inevitably, there's a dysfunction that arises out of that that is 
you know, it doesn't hold. It falls apart. People get hurt. There's yes, know, it's not worth it. So I don't know exactly how to do it except to, you know, again, opt people in, test people in, you know, you're part of men, a men's group, aren't you? Or, you know, the, there, right, are, yeah. there, are, there are containers where, you know, you just, you have to be initiated in, you know, this is going back to good old magenta tribal stuff. Yeah, good, good old rules and criteria, you know, on the Amber side as well. And like, my, yeah, my men's group, we've been together for 11 years now. And the same group of guys that, um, you know, we started with and we we ha- we did add people in over the years and some fell away and things like that. But in the past, I would say four or five years, we, we, we just stopped letting new people in because it's like, OK, we've cultivated something here that it's not worth even messing with. Right. Um, it's funny story. My mom, Southern conservative, grew up in Mississippi. Um, she has a women's group with her sorority sisters from Ole Miss that have been together since they were in college. And they they do trips with each other multiple times a year to this day. And it, that is a sacred. Oh, my goodness. Who knows what happens, you know, within those walls. So it's, yeah. this isn't newfangled stuff here, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have to say, if I look at what has been accomplished in the integral world, because you could say, you know, there's a succession of failures. Well, you know, welcome to evolution. That's right. Uh, but, you know, what we have is a group of people who are, you know, been initiated. And that circle continues to grow. There's, you know, more and more people. And, you know, thank God for the virtual space. And yet, I, I have to say, there is such a magic to a group of people who are, you know, on a good day flying at an integral altitude. That's right. You know, and get together. And we had many occasions like this at the Integral Center. That, um, you know, I hope that continues in some fashion and maybe that's what you're, you're doing next, right? I mean, if not yeah. you, who, Robert? <laughs> if not well, now, when? <laughs> I mean, the metaphor I'm using to have been relating to in closing the integral center is the dandelion and that, and there's actually this great children's book that I got to read at the last party of the, uh, the integral center, but it's just like, you know, just trust it, blow the dandelion, and then see what happens. You know, and I've gotten lots of feedback. I, I was responding to an email today from a friend. She was saying, like, I just didn't realize what we had when I was there. And now that it's not here, I appreciate what we had. Mm. And it's like, yes, that I feel, you know, good about that. And I, I look forward to I'm already seeing how the seeds are germinating in other places and how this gets to be reborn and yeah. um, re-express in my life and, you know, yeah. not have to cling to the structures the way they were. And like, you know, as good, better than anybody else, that building was ready, ready, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't find a room like that anywhere these days and it's time. Yeah, and and it's a, it was a sweet old church. She did her job, and uh, you know the world turns. That's but, right. You know there is a you know a sadness. It's all, it's all good. It's like what you know what you how you put that about the daddy lion. So you know they, they go out, and you just sort of have to trust that they're going to grow, and that's a marker of integral consciousness in a way. Is that the, the growth is just the nature of things. We don't actually have to fix things and make things happen in the way that we thought we had to before. We actually can trust that we're being lived, 
the systems being lived. Uh, you know, the next stage of human history is going to arise. We're going to do our part. We'll probably be roadkill on the highway of emergence. But what what else do we, you know, what, what do we got better to do? Exactly. And that, I mean, I think that's, you know, the, when we talk about the cosmocentric perspective, you know, from egocentric, it's all about me to ethnocentric, it's all about us to world centric, this, this beautiful humanitarian perspective, that there is this other moral stage of development, cosmocentric. So what does that mean? Well, it's this relationship with time. Yeah. So um, give us a little more of, I mean, do you have a sense of what's next and how how you're going to take this forward or what you're going to do? So um, I've been in that place of being like, okay, going into different cultures and, and, and seeing how they relate to each other. Um, how are they doing it better than me? And I'm finding that, wow, you guys don't know how to have a conversation in a way that allows you to say what you want to say. Um, or do you see the politicking that's happening in these ways that's ineffective? Um, and even just, you know, general kind of business things of like, um, you actually run a meeting that way. <laughs> like you've been doing it. That's what you were putting your people through all the time. So we're like really subtle, subtle things and, and trying to, to be useful in those places and seeing that, more importantly than anything, um, this thing that we keep circling back around to this, um, and I'd like to keep fleshing that out in a certain way uh, of this green postmodern pitfall, the pitfalls associated with that, and that they're not getting less, they're, they're growing. The, yeah. the green population is growing. And I used to think it's like, well, no, people will figure out their way through it. But it's no, actually, we have an ally. We have integral theory, and it really does work. You can't make someone develop up to integral, you know, in the course of a few years, but you can teach them integral cognition. And what that does is it gives people the language to speak about things when the postmodern tendencies arise. Right. And it, it can, it, I've seen it help. And I'm, I dropped the ball. I didn't bring it strongly enough when yeah. I started the business. Yeah. Fair enough. I remember when you first took over and, um, you know, you were really uh, working on a community of people who would pay dues and you made that happen, actually. And I remember that you would have these large circles of people in the community that would take up the the community council and uh, there might have been 60 people there. And I walked into a couple of those and I thought, no, no, I can't. I can't. And I left. Sorry. (laughs) I I, I wished you the best. You know, I I was, you know, I didn't disbelieve anything. I thought, you know, maybe this is how it goes. And God bless Robert. And, you know, but but that, you know, that those were rough. Right. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I was very young in my own um, leadership development. I was just, I I knew what I was signing up for. I remember one day I was over at your house and we were like, before we had signed the lease and you were like, Robert, do you, you know what you're doing? (laughs) You know what you're you're signing up for? And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, and what I did know was that I was going to have a, a personal development path that you can't find you know, anywhere else that I was gonna get schooled. I just didn't know what it was going to look like. And so, you know, early on, 
so, you know, context, like we brought the relational practices in, circling in as the leading practice of the integral center. And I, and it was, that was very conscious. Um, basically, I, I even remember thinking, it's like, oh, I want to rebrand integral from the theory to the experience of meeting people, meeting these different perspectives. And uh, I made the mistake of succeeding in that in some ways, you know, in that I had all these great teachers coming in, loving circling and dedicating their lives to it. And then when I would bring integral theory or bring in teachers like you or something like that, they'd be like, we don't want it. The students are complaining. You need to get that out. And and I didn't have enough backbone. I didn't have a church of lineage behind me to give me the energy to hold that integrity. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, I had you and Diane and Ken and, and lots of allies, but it, it, it's not like a lineage that, that has like an, a transpersonal integrity. Right. And so I, I collapsed and I was like, okay, fine. You know, y'all take circling and I guess I'll just, I'll go and, you know, in the office and answer emails. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, um, I mean, I, I've been there. I, that's what I did too. Right. You know, I sort of retreated from it and tried to, you know, let it do its thing. And, you know, unfortunately yeah. it does. And in your case, so here I am, the landlord, and I don't come around much anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, I hear these stories of these parties and dancing and nudity. And then it seems like it's a Burning Man Boulder Center. And, you, you yeah. know, that, that whole thing happened, which is basically, you know, a, well, I don't know. You, you, you tell me about it because, you know, it, it's significant. You were, you were indeed a center of it, or maybe still are. Yeah, for sure. And, and once again, um, the line between success and uh, failure, or not failure, but like uh, embarrassment versus pride, it gets fuzzy in these areas because we were hosting in some sense, the best parties in Boulder. <laughs> I know you were. No. That's what I heard. <laughs> Terrified me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it did. But it was like, but they were, you know, arguably, you know, higher vibration in many ways that like we, Marco and I, uh, you know, Marco created this brand Convergence and we would do workshops you know, in the day leading up and then the DJs would start downstairs and people could do authentic relating and yoga and the, you know, all these things and um, with, you know, different elixirs and things. And it was, it was pretty <laughs> cool. And people really do miss. Oh, you were growing parties. kombucha in the basement, Robert. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I mean, this, 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 that's so, you know, so emblematic in, in that, yeah, so we, you know, we had a guy in town who was who was brewing, you know, Jun, and which you can't find anywhere. It's very difficult to do, and the guy of Colorado is in the Integral Center, you know. So it's like, wow, you guys have that. You guys are so tapped in. From my perspective and your perspective, by this point, I'm like, oh my god, there's like a, like a semi-alcoholic substance, and I'd be like okay, how is this illegal? And they're like, oh, no, no, it's it's a co-op. It's fine. I was like, that ain't going to hold up in any court. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no, so I know. No, I was it was. sleep over that. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was that and it was crazy because you know uh, probably you and i were the only ones losing sleep over it you know yeah. everyone else in the community thought it was groovy and and fun yeah. and it was 
But the the other stuff you talked about, about like the, the progressive, you know, sexuality practices and things like that, which <laughs> to be fair, were already tenants of the building when I came in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. It, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little fuzzy to me, but I do recall. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. We're, yeah. all, we're all a part of it. I've, but tr- I've like, tried to repress it. But. <laughs> but it's like, I remember, you know, talking to them. I was like, you know, it's good. There's lots of, you know, polyamory in the community. It would be good to have actually like, um, you know, post-conventional sexual intelligence teachers, you know, yeah. helping this. And yes. that was my frame at the time. What I didn't anticipate was all the energy that would go in that direction and, and it like a fire. It's a powder keg. Powder keg. It's exactly. a powder keg. And it's actually an appropriate thing to be working on. You know, what is the future of sexuality? I mean, how, how can, what's next? And it's, a, it's a good thing for everyone to, to go through. Yeah. Um, but you got to watch, you got to be really careful about what you're doing. Yeah. And like, know that fire can burn down a forest and that, you know, when we're talking about the sacred purpose, you know, of creating life, that's a potent fire. This is the, the creative element of humanity. And, you know, so I wasn't clearly wasn't appreciating that enough, but yeah, so a lot of attention came to the integral center because of this. And it's not like we were making any money off of it. It was like, they were getting cheap rent, like everybody else. And yet I was mediating couples conversations all the time and it was just becoming a a mess. And then finally I was like, and I had told it, you know, when the previous teacher, she left and then other teachers took it over. I told them, I was like, we'll see, we'll see. And it was only six months of 2012 that this, all this happened in. It was a very small window of the entire center's history. Okay. Yes. But damaged our brand to this day. Yeah. And that's. And that's how insidious these things are. And, yeah. and I remember you invited me over for dinner one night. We were talking about these things and you, you, you got, you told me the right thing. You were like, you know, this isn't our battle. Like it's good. This stuff should happen, but it, this isn't our war to fight. Right. And, and I was like, that's right. It's like, I will, I will stick with circling and really go, go in and defend that. But as much as I'm a proponent of people getting in touch with their sexuality, that's not my war. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to risk. I don't want to walk our business out onto a branch that can easily be cut off. Yeah. Um, and so that's when, you know, after, you know, other just things precipitated this, but I invited them to leave and the community reared its ugly head in my direction and, you know, said, you're a patriarchal oppressor of feminine sexuality. Um, and that's when I was like, that was, that was my first moment that I was like, I'm, I, I feel like a conservative. Like, I was like, you can call me whatever you like. It's my job to keep this place open. Yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, well, that brings up that. the, you know, painfully obvious fact, Robert, that you're a white male, I think cisgendered, if I'm correct. You are correct. Um, you know, what, what do you token. got going for you here? I am a, I am a token patriarchal uh, figure right here. <laughs> Just not popular thing. I learned that most in Europa when I was there. I was, yeah, me too. I mean, At least I, I, I was gay. You know, I still am. But, you know, that, I did have that. Yeah. And I, and I get it. Reverse racism. I know the distinctions there. It's like, it's not like that made my life so much harder. I could still, you know, get the spoils of society, so to speak. But nevertheless, it's not a... Because I always say, like, every religion is welcome in Boulder, except Christianity, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, more and more, I'm thinking that part of the way forward, and this is, you know, a a little bit against the the 
the grain of a lot of integralists these days. But part of the way forward is to get ever more green in a way. It's like green continues to get to grow. There's so much more sensitivity we can have. Agreed. We, we human beings have no idea. There's an ocean of sensitivity that we have yet to experience with each other. I mean, I think we see it in certain containers, maybe you and your men's group in certain intimate containers with our best friends. Uh, but at, at any rate, there's more to do. And I think mm -hmm. that, the, that that's part of it. And then, you know, to just sort of resist the totalitarian aspects and do our best, even though we're, we are who we are. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about these two primordial dimensions of, of life right now. There's this, this vertical dimension, you know, of talking about the enlightenment and the meritocracy and some things are, are better than others. And that is worth getting in relationship with. And I think that's in progressive communities. It's, there's more of a challenge of being in relationship with those vertical dimensions. And then there's the horizontal dimensions. There's the relational, the more feminine dimensions that we, of course, always want to be growing and fostering as well and, and, and creating space for. But it's not, but when we bias one over the other, there are predictable challenges right. that, that we find there. And so I always say, just like, find, find what's in your blind spot and invest energy there and you'll get higher dividends. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're a conservative. So what's going on with you? I, I, mean, I identify as a conservative, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> integralists are mostly liberals, right? Or what's up with, I mean, there, there's definitely a resurgence of conservative uh, sensibility in the integral world. Uh, partly in reaction to the, the green, the dysfunctional green that you and you're not the only one uh, report is growing. Yes. And so there's a sort of a growing reaction to that. And even if we think theoretically, the way forward to the to an integral stage, you know, even though a lot of us are sort of natural liberals in, 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 at the start, is to bring forth the the piece of the truth that conservatism has. And yes. I don't know. So that that's, you know, where are you at with that? Yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's by, you know, nature of being so fed up with the postmodern liberal sentiments that I had to deal with at the Integral Center, at, like that created the necessity for me to, you know, it's very easy for me to sympathize and empathize with business leaders that get attacked and like, like, I just know what it's like to have that kind of energy going in that direction. And, and I know you have that experience as well. But, you know, I got so, you know, overdosed on the, the postmodern agenda. And believe me, I... I most Give me a of couple life, of examples or even just very, examples. Very liberal, you know. Well, I mean, the, the one thing of so of like, you know, people, you know, calling me names when I knew I was making a better decision for the, for the company. That was me recognizing myself as a conservative. But calling you names like like a patri the patriarchal oppressor of okay. female sexuality, okay, and a, a, you know, a sexist, and, and things like that. I would like to see evidence on the sexism or not evidence, but like, you know, I would like to have a discussion. If, if, if anyone out there does think about that, please, please do stay in relationship with me. I would love to learn about these things more. And I, but you know, I, like I, I went to Naropa, like I, I was very green in that, like I grew up in conservative Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. I went to a prep school, um, a very competitive prep school that was all meritocracy, all achievement. And 
man, I was a good tennis player and I couldn't make the junior varsity tennis team. And that was weird. And, and my mom to this day, she'd be like, well, Robert, you didn't practice enough. And I was like, I don't feel seen mom. And like, (laughs) um, but she's right. She's right. And, uh, and you know, like that, I, I went green very early on. I remember when I unsubscribed from the game, almost as a survival mechanism, you know, it was like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna fry out if I keep trying to compete with these people without figuring out how to do it. And so I had to unsubscribe from the game. And like, and I say it as almost like, you know, I had an older brother, you know, and he was stronger than me. He was a wrestling champion. And when we would fight, I couldn't win physically. So the way I win is I deconstruct the game. I say that I don't care about winning and I would win. I mean, I would, you know, I at least not lose. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. And like, and so that it started early on. And then when I came out to Boulder, you know, looking for those horizontal collaborative spaces where I could like, you know, not have to feel the the energy of competition. I eventually found my way to Naropa and it was the educational uh, domain that I'd always longed for and looked for and, you know, got to, you study music and and like and scratch those itches in really beautiful ways. Got to, got to process my face off about the the woes of my existence. And Naropa being the local Buddhist university here in Boulder, uh, very postmodern. Also, a lot of integral sensibilities there, uh, but a lot of postmodern. Yeah. I mean, and, and Naropa truly is a gym. Um, you know that it really it is, is at yeah. all, and um, and it is a wonderful emblem of postmodernism in its in its uh, dignities and disasters. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, I started kind of like getting fully pretty filled up with it there. And then it's finding integral integral Institute and the work you were doing with Ken all of a sudden gave me more perspective of like, Ooh, I can have these postmodern sentiments and I get to like slaughter some sacred cows too. And like, I can, I can bring some other things in but I was always like, Ken, you're giving Green too hard of a time. You know, it's not that bad because he was really using it as a, you know, a strong device, which of course is what yeah. I do today. And but then when I, you know, started started running the Integral Center, I got it. It's like it's like no, and not only is it real, it it will destroy everything if it is not given strong boundaries. Yeah. Um, and so and welcome know, to the culture wars. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. And, and then I, I find people like Jonathan Haidt. And uh, he published a book this past September called The Coddling of the American Mind. Um, you, you, you're familiar with it? Yes. Yeah. And so I think, you know, he captured some of the, the, the things that we need to worry about the, the most. And it's, it's really top of mind because I, I was in New York all this past week and was at a, um, a, a small gathering and he happened to be the keynote at the beginning of it. I didn't even know till that morning. I was like, my, my hero is like, you know, right here. And, um, but in, in his book, the coddling of the American mind, he, he elucidates these three, what he calls the three great untruths, which he sees are really, um, our education system is, is suffering from right now. And, and the education system is kowtowing to it. Um, and they kind of have to, um, and I'll, I'll just rattle these off real quick, just because I think they're really important and, and you know, encourage people to, to, to check this out. But the, the three great, and it, it qualifies as a great untruth if it goes against ancient wisdom and kind of like perennial ancient wisdom from, from most traditions. If it goes against 
modern psychology. So, you know, what, what the, the modernists uh, bring to the table and three, if it, if it's harmful to the individuals or communities that uh, engage in it, that's what he qualifies as a great untruth. And he see the three great untruths is one is the untruth of fragility. Um, and the way he coins that is, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you weaker. Um, the idea that we're fragile human beings and have to protect ourselves. Now, obviously, yes, children do need to be protected. Yes, we are, we are fragile beings that need to be protected from, from, from mortal harm. But as we're growing into adulthood and like, I think college is, is, is the right place for this is we want to be cultivating our anti-fragility by that point is that we want to actually be challenging ourselves, um, not shielding ourselves. And, you know, most of the research on PTSD shows that like actually exposure therapy done correctly is the way towards healing on this, not just keeping it out of your life as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Delicate subjects. I'll just rattle through these so we don't, we don't spend too much time on it. But the second, the great untruth is uh, of emotional reasoning. And that's always trust your feelings. Um, and that's the, you know, the idea that like, no, it's, I feel, it feels true to me now. Right. Therefore, it's absolute. I probably don't need to see, say too much more about that, but I definitely got, you know, very high uh, uh, personal experience of, you know, it, it is true when you have strong feelings, you do think it's absolute. It's a, it's a, it's sort of a red impulse where just you just have to act it out. It's so contracting. And I have been in arguments and I may even have been in both sides of the argument where the argument was, but that's the way I feel. Right. And boy, you know, what do you do with that? That's nice. it's nice that you feel that I get that you care about this situation. We're still not going into the candy store and it's, you know, it's, it's like straight up super patronizing, but I think it's actually the way to deal with these conversations is how do you effectively deal with a five-year-old? And, you know, I'm talking intrapersonally as well as interpersonally. Well, actually let's think about that because you may have had experience. What do you do? I mean, what is skillful when you're with another adult in a situation where you're trying to be adults and this is what you you got. Well, and so this is where rules and like our Amber development, you know, our, our shared agreements are paramount. And that's where, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, like, got it. You really care about this right now, but remember that thing we agreed to. And so this was a common one in like finishing circles, right? So we're circling, the emotions are happening. A process gets kicked up and it's like, okay, you know, we're at time now. We need to wrap this up. How can you, we're on shamanic time, man. We got to let, you know, da, da, da. It's like, well, you know, we, we actually made an agreement, all of us here, that we were going to finish on time. We actually future paced this. And do we, do we need to renegotiate that agreement right now? So then, then I speak to the adult in the person, right? It's like, okay, let me speak to your adult now. Do we want to renegotiate this agreement? So to make space for the the child has been locked up in your basement for the past 20 years. Um, and that, and that tends to be fairly effective. And I've, I've had people like running out of the integral center before because they're so in their process that that's the only thing they can do to protect themselves is run out of the place of safety. Yeah. And, and I, you know, 
they have to stop them. And, you know, they say like, I can't do this. I can't, you know, da, da, da. I have to get out. You know, all this irrationality is what is showing up to me as rationality. And, um, and I, I like, I talked to their adult, uh, you know, and I was like, well, you know, this isn't a space that's always going to know what's happening inside of you all the time. I cannot make you that guarantee. So if, if you're, if you don't want to be in that a space that can't do that, then you shouldn't be here. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, Oh, wait, right. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. With a little yeah. bit of challenge, you know, it, it, it can work. Yeah. You brute. Totally. And you know, we, you alluded to it before. There are people who are in positions of authority that can err on the side of abusing this. And I'm, I'm, probably guilty of that before i don't know i haven't received that feedback but it's 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 possible yeah, i don't think you were known for that i, I think i'm more of a collapser kind of guy i'm more well of a, I, I you know actually you, you, you kept the place running in the red page for seven years so you know There's there is there is that <laughs> uh, <laughs> um okay is there more on the height thing yeah so one more great untruth and that's the untruth of us versus them and that's the idea that there's good and evil and there's evil people out there and we got to get rid of them. And, you know, we're all familiar with that, with our ethnocentricity and like the, the cruelties of the past. But how it shows up today is anything we see as a perpetrator, um, you know, the patriarchy, um, you know, the newest form of prejudice happening, um, the right. Uh, you know, w w give it a name. If it seems evil, the impulse there naturally is to solve that, get rid of it. Yeah. In according to ancient wisdom and modern psychology, and what actually leads towards goodness, truth, and beauty is 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 not that. Is actually to resource ourselves enough that we can transcend and include those perspectives. And um, you yeah. know, that wisdom is there for us to benefit from, but when we what green and postmodernism is really best at is deconstructing. And so yep. we've gotten really good at deconstructing everything. We're skiing out of sight of bounds and we don't have this great wisdom from the past to help us anymore. Well, yeah. And of course, deconstructing is a, a stage of the path. And, <laughs> you know, we had a lot of pernicious grand narratives of history, like the patriarchy That's that right. needed to be deconstructed in its in their pernicious aspects. And now it's time to, so, you know, we're left in the barren wasteland of deconstruction and it's time to say, wait a second, there's pieces of gold all over the place here. And, but, you know, we, we got to regroup and start rebuilding and, uh, and be grateful for the deconstruction. Uh, but damn, it's painful. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a, it's a lot of trouble. I, yeah, I, I I sometimes equate it to like a like a controlled burn, even though it doesn't seem it, it's not controlled most of the time. But what a controlled burn should be, which clears yeah. out all the brush that could actually cause a big fire. Yeah. And then what's left after a controlled burn are the stuff that's sturdy and and reliable. And I think green does that very well. Yeah. It, it did that in my life. I got to like leave the traditions. You know, I, I remember when I decided to be an atheist in high school, put the letter on my parents' bed, da 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 and then running up against life's challenges, I remember coming back to the church, yeah. and, you know, and, and finding solace in the value that's there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, man, um, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for for walking down memory lane with me and and giving me an opportunity to to rant and vamp um, about these things. And um, I really, you know, do look to you uh, for your guidance. Of you've been you've been holding down these messages and principles for people for for a long time. So um, um, you know, always help me out. <laughs> yeah. uh, that you see some nudges uh, yes. that I could use. Well, it's my great privilege and more to come. And, and I will do my like, you know, marketing responsible, you know, plug uh, just real quick. Yes, please. So, you know, speaking of, of, of integral circling and keeping the, the good work going, I'm, I'm actually announcing a, a, another Aletheia right now happening here in downtown Boulder. And it's going to be a different, usually our Aletheias are big cohorts, lots of course leaders and things like that. This one's going to be just eight seats, just eight people led by me and like a, a, a few course leaders and one circle the whole time, no breakouts, one container um, going deep for three days. Wow. So three days here in Boulder. When is it? Yeah. June 21st to 23rd, Friday through Sunday. Wow. And you'll be, uh, where will you be doing it? It's I'm going to be on Pearl street. I've, I'm looking at two spaces right now Wow. on Pearl street. So yeah, I want, I want to do it right. Right in the center of everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And what are you charging for that? Uh, it's it's a thousand bucks. I, I believe there's a an, an early discount uh, of a couple hundred bucks, depending on on when this publishes. But I'll make sure you have the links and everything. And uh, how might people find it if they don't have the links? Yeah. So so my, my brand now is integralcentered.com. Uh, I've been thoroughly integral centered, and. Um, <laughs> That's right. So it, integralcentered.com is where they find out more. Yeah, yeah, that's me. And there's there's my mailing list there where I'll be sharing kind of all the stuff I'm tracking. And um, I'm, I'm starting to create a lot more on this topic. I've, I'm like, I'm finding my creativity again and giving myself space to actually breathe into things I really didn't have space for when I was running the center. And so yeah. I'm, I'm actually thrilled for where I'm at. Well, let me put in a firsthand testimonial that I talked about. There were a couple times when the circle lifted off and it was good, true, and beautiful. You were the facilitator of one of those. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Decker was the facilitator of another one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, are, you, you are a beautiful and great teacher of this stuff. And so I recommend people check it out. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I, I, I receive that sincerely. Yeah. You got it. Okay, man. Thanks so much, Robert McNaughton. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Daily Evolver. See you next time. Thanks, Jeff. Later. Bye, everyone.